0: Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host Corey Len of Corey's Digs. Hey there, Corey. How's it going?
1: It's going pretty good. I've been. Uh, <laughs> everyone's going to have to bear with me today because I'm going to be a rambling mess. I have so much in my brain right now. I'm working on this massive new report. I had to break out the whiteboard, Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't broken out the whiteboard in a while. You know, it's going to be
0: good when the whiteboard comes out.
1: Yeah. So I was up, I was, uh, I worked for like 18 straight hours and went to bed about 630 this morning, slept for five hours and here I am. So I have all this stuff I need to purge out of my brain. And, and I almost feel like we need to do, um, like a separate thing that's, a secondary podcast so I can purge out all the other stuff that I don't have time to write up because there's just so much, you know, everything's happening so fast and I want to get this information out. So I have to figure out a a better way to do this.
0: Yeah, maybe doing videos is better than, um, you know, writing it out because it does seem to be very time consuming for, you know, the big long reports. I know.
1: I just don't want to have to get into the graphics and spend t- 10 hours making a video when I could get every- get get the information out in 10 minutes, you know? Yep. Just throw all the links below and say, here, you can research it yourself. Yep. Here's all the links. Mm-hmm. I might have to do that because there's just too much info to share and I don't want to just sit on it. Right. Yep, exactly.
0: And today we've got a lot of info to to share. We're going to talk about COVID restrictions coming back. I know everybody's heard of that. Uh, Twitter X leading to a digital enslavement. We've got a lot to talk about with that. We're going to touch on the Maui fires and the electric company and how that should be a wake-up call for all cities in the U.S. And we'll finish out with a couple of other things like this BRICS alliance, which is really shaking up the power balance. And maybe a couple uh, of other finishing topics if we have time.
1: Yeah. So okay, so let's start with uh which one are we starting with? Oh okay.
0: up front we you've got a couple articles out you want to point people to.
1: Yeah, so fearless, I have just I published on the 18th. Highly, highly recommend um going in, taking a look at this, bookmark it, share it with everyone because this is my badass list of lists of all resources. So I'm just gonna read the first paragraph so you get the gist. Um it's a very short article. And then I'll point out some of the lists that I'm referring to. So perspective, that's really what everything boils down to. One can choose to see only gloom and doom. They can choose to see in a hopeful and positive light, or they may land somewhere in the middle. That's me, right smack in the middle. I've seen too much, know too much, and intuit too much to simply settle into hope or sink into the dark abyss. But one thing I've come to realize is that by moving through this process, I've reached a point of becoming fearless to whatever outcomes arise. Perspective is vital as the mind will inform the body how to feel, the emotions, how to react, and either provide or steal the stability and strength of one's spirit. So be fearless. So I get into that a little bit. It's really really short for me, right? (laughs) And then my my list of lists. So what I did is I took all resources that I've ever provided solution based resources, because I think, you know, a lot of people have, um, you know, a few skills, uh, other people are a jack of all trades, but it's important, you know, we need other people, we need community, we need other trusted resources as we move forward Um to make sure that we're using, you know, safe, non-toxic, better resources, we have access to good meat, um, good products, good services, good doctors. I mean, I cover the gamut in this. So um, access to medications they like to hide from us, it's all in here. And one of the first things I point out is the solution series you don't if you want to subscribe great we're done we completed the 24 episode series so if you want to see the full videos on that we had the most incredible guests that give a wealth of solutions um but you don't have to be subscribed you can go into the articles and there's a little preview video and if you scroll to the bottom of each article covering the guest there's links so those links are are um incredibly incredibly helpful uh and then i've got the finding sources of fresh food which is like over a dozen links pete kennedy put that together it's a fantastic list uh the shopping club freedom which i've put together it's a place i've been shopping at for over two years it's freaking phenomenal um Everything is U.S. made. They control the entire supply chain and now even have the beef with never ever mRNA, no hormones, no antibiotics. So that is a phenomenal resource. Um, I get into food forest, funded seeds, um, you know, health care, lots and lots on healthcare, care and uh, COVID and um Even like insurance programs and medical professionals you can go to and different group programs, Um, medicines you can get in the country, out of the country, Uh, the vitamin and supplement list so people understand who owns these companies now. Uh, Catherine had put together this brilliant article on how to find a local bank. I've gotten a lot of emails on that over the years, so that's a good one. And then her and Franklin Sanders put together the silver and gold payment calculator for conversion, which is, um, that's a really handy tool. Uh, We got, you know, off-grid stuff, survival type stuff, uh, technology related, the knowledge pantry, of course, the 22 ways to stop the vaccine ID passport, same thing as digital identity. And then I just put a bunch of um, uh, networking and local activism groups that, you know, like online communities in here. And so if other people, you know, people listening, if you have fantastic resources, add them in the comments under this article so we can keep building the lists. But in any of these you click on, well, most, the majority of them, there's like lists of lists. So I tried to pull like... All the key, all the key ones so that everyone, it helps you to feel more fearless when you know that you've got your shit in order and you have excellent resources and you have, you know, a whole new system in place.
0: Yeah, people don't need to re- reinvent the wheel. We need to work together and build That's on right. what you've already p- provided. So um, start, use this as a launching point and find gaps and fill those gaps, you know, with resources that you know about by adding them in the comments.
1: Right, right. Perfect. Okay, so then James Fitzgerald just published an article. Highly recommend every go- everyone go in and read this. Um Sky's the Limit for Globalist Boiling Earth narrative. This is a fantastic one. I asked him if he could put this together. This kind of lays the groundwork for this massive report I'm working on. So I highly recommend people go on and read this and get the uh kind of overall. He, he's such a brilliant writer did a, um the, like an overall of the uh orbit, orbiting satellites are playing a larger role in the development of an agricultural environmental and technological control grid so he breaks it down you know we've got nearly 10,000 satellites orbiting right now um which is probably more than that but that's what we're aware of and he gets into like burning issues and the fires and the climate end of things and uh you know the sensors and everything they're using with these satellites. Uh, the myth of Elon, lots of good pertinent information there. I don't know if people are aware, but in addition to Starlink, they have uh, Star Shield, which <laughs> which is designed exclusively for the U.S. military and its agencies. Star Shield will offer a higher level of security than Starlink. Featuring additional high assurance cryptographic capability to host classified payloads and process data securely, meeting the most demanding government requirements. That's according to SpaceX. So they, uh, yeah, there's stuff in here about Ukraine, DARPA, shock and awe. So everyone needs to go in and read this. Um, very, very well put together report on this and like i said this is like laying the groundwork to a much bigger report i'm working on and why i needed to break out my whiteboard
0: (laughs) yeah perfect it's a perfect segue it'll give people it's kind of a primer for what comes next and how you're going to get into a specific area of this whole satellite grid going on Mm -hmm. up, up in space
2: And that is kind of a good,
0: Good. yeah, that is kind of a good segue because um, in a bit, we're going to talk about uh, Twitter and X and Elon in a few minutes, but up front, we're going to talk about these COVID restrictions coming back. I know that, um, you know, Alex Jones made this announcement. I don't know if you want me to play that. It's about five minutes long, but he made an announcement, Um, um, you know, not too long ago, several days ago, about federal officials... Um, that he spoke to that confirmed that the federal government and their minions are planning to bring back mask mandates in the fall and then in the winter planning to bring back really all COVID restrictions, of course, as we get closer to election season. And his predictions so far have checked out because we've seen numerous news reports to raise the fear level about a new variant. And we've seen several institutions starting to implement those mask mandates and vaccine mandates again. And uh, they don't really even care that this is this COVID narrative has really been it's just completely collapsed (laughs) you know we've proven the masks don't work their experimental gene therapies are dangerous and don't work we've proven the federal agencies really just lied to us all along and i don't think uh really I'd say most of the public isn't buying it anymore. And they know this is really just about controlling the people during another election season coup. But they've really got nothing else, do they? So they're just doing it all over again anyways.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh Peter McCullough put out a short article on Substack, I think it was yesterday, and he had a chart in there from the uh Kaiser Foundation, which of course, their whole report was about misinformation. And so they did this survey and took this poll to see uh, how many people believe that um, the COVID jabs are, um, you know, bad for us or are causing harm or are killing people. They had this whole thing. And it was you know, have you heard about it and read about it was one column, which almost all of them fell in the like sixties percentile and then the second column was, "Um, like do you think this is likely, or do you think this is true and in in the case of the Jabs, I wish I would have sent you that link um it was like thirty four percent so I mean that's a third now i don't know how big the survey was i'd have to go into the kaiser foundation and see like how many people they actually pulled it was it was done over the course of I between like may and june uh so it wasn't like this one day poll thing uh but i find that very interesting i mean that's a third of people we would like to it to be of course more but that's still a lot a huge chunk of the population right
0: Yeah, I got to think it's way more than that. Way more. I mean, because I just the 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 reaction when this news first came out and then the subsequent, you know, uh, media blast about, you know, oh, this new variant. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of these schools and whatnot are implementing mask mandates. And really this this so this this report was really prescient. It, It was dead on. And mm-hmm. the reaction, uh, the anger from the public about how they're not going to comply because they know this is all BS. It seems to me like the population is really more than 30% um, of the population has got to be aware of, of this being a total PSYOP.
1: I, I agree with you on, here's what I think. So I don't know that most people are able to interpret it as a PSYOP. I think most people aren't. But I do think we have a huge chunk of people that are now uh, very concerned about the jab and are not comfortable taking that or giving it to their children. However, I do still see people, like I've seen people start to break out masks around here. Um, Not many, but I think there's still a level of fear there. And so we know what a big driver fear is. So, I'm hoping that that the facts alone of people seeing uh, others get um, very sick or die from the jab, I hope that's enough to get them to stand their ground and not fall for all of this again. But I don't think most people see the PSYOP in it. I don't know. Another yeah. thing I think is interesting is... Uh, now, I don't know if it was on the 18th. It probably was, but it could have been the 17th when Alex Jones uh, came out with this story about you know meeting with the TSA employees and learning that they were going to start rolling out the mask mandates again. And they had said mid-September. So I think it's very interesting that within, literally within like three days, I think, of him coming out with this, all of a sudden we see, oh, now this university, and now Lionsgate Studio, and now another university, and now there's talk about it. I feel like that made it go so viral that they moved up the date and said, let's just roll this shit out now because we've got everyone's <laughs> right. eyes on it. We got everyone's attentions. Let's just get on it right now. I mean, what do you think?
0: Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous though, because it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just seems to be backfiring on them. It's just proving, you know, Alex Jones's report to be true. Um, so, I, you know, it just makes, it really pulls the curtain back. Like, Oh, we, you know, <laughs> busted right. um you know this was all a psyop and you know you you were dead on in predicting it um so yeah i just it seems to be backfiring if if this is their plan um but you know we we'll see i i think that the way that they get people is like for example with universities you know bringing back mask mandates and vaccine mandates and so forth you know it it's really more of a matter of what you're willing to personally give up again once again right you know right. how many conveniences how many Uh, personal investments. Are you willing to give up your investment in in going to this college would require you to give up these freedoms? Are you willing to, to walk away? Um, Are you willing to walk away from your job again?
1: You know? Yeah, I know. um, These types of things. Cassandra's saying here, New Jersey Rutgers University requires new and returning students to comply with a vaccine mandate to attend classes or live on campus. The university says that on-campus participation is not guaranteed for those granted an exemption. For unvaccinated students with courses not offered online, the university suggests that they disenroll from their degree. Now, I don't know if I sent you the link or not. Uh, There was uh, someone had tweeted out. It was a group or organization, I think, that tweeted out a list of all the. uh, Oh, you have it. Okay, yeah. 90 colleges that are still mandating covid vaccines for fall. That's unbelievable. We're not talking masks here, we're talking jabs. Yeah. Oi oi oi. So and then we have um what was it? Uh M- Morris Brown College and I know Lionsgate Studio and I'm not sure who all else at this point um which one's this one
0: sorry i don't have them all in order let's see
1: i don't even have that one i know i shot you i was oh here's here's the morris brown
0: college one
1: okay yeah yeah so there's that one and then what was the one robbie posted i can't remember them all i was just like oh here's another and here's another um let's see ltc jody wright has issued a mandate that oh yeah this isn't good that troops wear masks across the battalion at Fort Stewart in Georgia. Uh, you can only take your mask off when you are alone in your office. Soldiers are not happy with this. These tyrannical mandates need to stop. Yes, they do. So the question is, are people so conditioned that that they're going to go, oh, here we go again. Let's just put it back on. We're already used to this. Let's not make a big uproar of it. Or are they going to go, oh, hell no, we're not doing this again and stand their ground?
0: I think there's going to be a a divide. But I think that the first time around, the majority went along just to get along. And uh, I I think there's going to be a breakaway group that's much larger this time, um, that resists this I
1: agree. I agree.
0: And and we may reach... um, what critical mass at a much faster pace because, you know, this whole COVID psyop took years to get over for people to be on the, on the other side of it and say, yep, that was, you know, we were lied to everything they said was wrong. I shouldn't have, you know, worn the mask. I shouldn't have taken the jab. There's a lot of regret. right? Right. And mm-hmm. so this time around, they're going to do it different again um so i think that there is going to be a we're going to reach critical mass in um the resistance you know the non compliance much faster this time if they yeah. go through with, with this bullshit again which i'm not completely convinced that they i mean it it may completely fail <laughs> before it really gets ramped up you know
1: man i sure hope so
0: but again, they don't have anything else. That's why they're going back to this. I know. <laughs> I know,
1: and and the distractions. I mean, I'll wait till we get to the end. But the di- the dis- sheer level of distraction going on right now while BRICS is happening is unreal.
2: Yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had a bunch of more links here. I, I, I wanted I- to make sure I go through them all. This one's talking about how you know. Again, we've proven how masks do not work at all um silly that they're bringing them back um i think we hit on most of these here um hospitals apparently are bringing masks back as covid cases tick up so i think we hit all of those those um links that you wanted me to go over um but but meanwhile you can tell that they're ramping up in other ways as well um just this week um another 1.4 billion um dropped by the hhs um, mm-hmm. to invest in the rapid development of more COVID gene therapies, right? And so uh, they're calling this project "Next Gen," meaning the next generation of da- dangerous gene therapies they plan to unleash on the world. And this is part of a $5 billion initiative um, led by BARDA, and Fauci's N I A I D, not nefarious at all, mm-hmm. of course. Um, the goal of this project is to really fast track and rapidly develop new gene therapies, new technologies, so they can use the entire population in another unethical human experiment program again.
1: You know what? That just made me think of I should have uh well you can keep talking while I find it and then I'll come back to it. But there is one. That The FDA just approved. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, no, I don't I started, know. I just shared it the other day. Um, alerting people. Um, here it is. Okay. Uh, duh, 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 duh. let's see. As of April 4th, 2023, uh, the FDA issued an emergency use authorization for oh gosh, how do you pronounce this? um go go g-o-h-i-b-i-c it's the cousin to remdesivir do not be fooled by the bait and switch this is just as dangerous um so i guess that was actually approved back in april i'm not i'm not even heard of that one have you
0: no i haven't but it's going to be basically like remdesivir so stay away from it right <laughs> at all costs. exactly
1: exactly apparently it's very very similar to it so it's it's probably likely dangerous i mean we don't know i guess we can't say that for certain but well we uh, do know um, how
0: remdesivir worked out so right if it's anything like remdesivir stay away from it right um and then meanwhile biden's new pandemic czar has just been installed in the new office of pandemic preparedness and response policy so um the new guy the pandemic czar will be major general paul friedrichs and he was actually you know appointed to this office and took over october i'm sorry august 7th so not too long ago as they ramp up on this new uh you know covid 2.0 fear porn uh now we have a pandemic czar to oversee the entire psyop um i have a feeling that we're going to be seeing a lot of general major general paul fredericks in the near
1: future mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> as they ramp up and, on and the COVID a couple fear. things
1: a couple things to point out on this so congress is actually the one's that said, uh, we need to create this separate office here. And so then he was brought in to head this up. And uh, what was my other point on this, Edge? I don't know. I had another point here.
0: Uh, think oh about i that? find
1: it interesting that they don't even have a website up yet i find that very interesting because i was looking to see what they're saying about the masks right now and i'm like huh interesting there and it's funny because edge and i both pulled this up i sent this to you uh i don't even know probably like 6 a.m this morning and i said hey i just found this video from uh what was it on the just on the 14th he was speaking and I haven't seen anything about this guy yet. And so it's like twenty one minutes, but I I pointed out two clips that I want to show that I cherry picked, of course. And uh ironically, you had been searching for something and you came across this too yesterday. So you yeah, had watched I it. watched
0: the same video because I That's wanted so to funny. see who this new pandemic czar was gonna be what he was gonna be like. Will he be the new Fauci? time right. will tell but this uh video i think does give us the best idea a flavor of what the new pandemic czar is going to be like and what his objectives are so right. we're going to play and, a couple of clips here
1: yeah and so i cherry picked these uh for obvious reasons but i can tell you you know we can put this link if you put it underneath the video edge tomorrow but uh people are welcome to listen to the full 21 minutes. The reason I cherry picked these, because in my opinion, the rest of it was all uh, fluff and hogwash and all about how, um, you know, he, he, he presents as this very uh, sympathetic, kind, wanting to mm-hmm. help the people and so humble that he was chosen to do this. And yeah. I don't know anything about him. I've never dug into this guy. I'm just telling you how he presents to me um, that, that we need with this, this is our chance to get things right and get people to trust us again. And so, yeah, I didn't like how he was suggesting that be done. So, this is what I picked. All right.
2: <laughs> One of the aspects of this pandemic that I hope you will tackle is understanding data. I heard a little bit of the panel that John Holcomb and some of our other distinguished colleagues led, and in there they talked a little bit about AI, but let me unpack that somewhat more and talk about AI and biotechnology. We are at a point right now in the history of medicine where what we understand about how to help patients is growing at a phenomenal rate. The technologies that enable us to help people who rely on us for care, is growing at a phenomenal rate. And many of the companies that are doing that work are represented here at this symposium this week. If you take the combination of artificial intelligence and rapidly evolving biotechnological capabilities that produce large amounts of data, you have the potential to revolutionize the practice of medicine. If you want to redesign our healthcare system, this is the most likely place to do it. And that offers you an incredible opportunity not to look backwards at yesterday's threats and yesterday's technology, but to look forward at how we leverage this tremendous amount of data we've collected over the last three and a half years and the tremendous advances that are occurring in biotechnology and come up with novel solutions? What are the small proteins that we can rapidly develop and keep in a library so that when a new threat emerges, we can pull those out, because we've already done the research, and we can begin producing diagnostics and therapeutics and vaccines in a matter of days? Because you've done that research already. Where are the platforms for delivering those therapeutics and vaccines that allow us to get get around the challenges that we continue to experience with vaccines and therapeutics today. What's the best modality for doing that? That's work that we would challenge you all to highlight as you go forward. And I would warn you, though, that there is some peril with that incredible opportunity. As with everything that offers incredible opportunities for good, there is a risk that those technologies and that data can be misused. And we need your help to build the guardrails, to build the norms, to appropriately use data and technology as we move forward. I spoke with Dr. Woodson earlier today. I think this is a tremendous opportunity for our military medical community to stand up and look at the ethics. What are the guardrails that we should all agree to not just in the research space, but in the practical application of AI and biotechnology. As you all think about the tremendous good that can happen, recognize that there are those who will leverage any opportunity, any technology, to further their nefarious goals. And we have to establish those guardrails and then establish the surveillance tools to help us recognize when this technology is being misused. That's another challenge okay and
1: then we have one more clip it's just uh less than a minute to play later on in his speech
2: and it's buffering astonishing to think if you look at the at the studies that are being done huge percentages of the world population no longer believe in the safety and efficacy of vaccines this isn't this is crazy This is the foundation of public health. We have got to work together, and we need your help as researchers to restore the trust in the scientific and engineering work that you do. Because when we have something that is safe and effective and we offer it, people should say thank you and accept our advice to them so that we can give them the benefit of your work and understand the integrity the credibility and the years of experience that you bring to those efforts to develop these new tools to save lives and to mitigate the impact of illness and injury. As you think of- When we give someone something
1: safe and effective, they should say... Thank you and accept our advice. That's my favorite (laughs) line in his whole 21-minute speech. What about you? (laughs) Right.
0: Thank you for using the entire global population as a giant human experiment for your dangerous gene therapies. Thank you for giving us myocarditis and all kinds of autoimmune disorders and people are dropping like flies. Thank you so much. And it's so hilarious how he is like, we need to reestablish trust. Well, why'd you Uh guys break it in the first place? You guys completely demolished trust in the entire medical industry and the government and justifiably so. Um, but yeah, I could see how his demeanor, um, Mm -hmm. will come off as appealing, to yep. people and trustworthy to people yep.
1: um, he seems very calm and stable and and, and very focused And you know yeah,
0: yeah yeah to watch out for this guy because as they ramp up the covid fear we have a new pandemic czar who's kind of overseeing the whole operation yeah and
1: i'm just waiting for the website to drop because realistically they should have already had a website up by the time he started. I think he just started on like the 7th, right? 7th Mm -hmm. or 10th or something? Yeah. So that should be interesting moving forward.
0: Yeah. So we got still a lot more to talk about. Let's move on to the next topic, which is all this stuff that's going on with X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. But it's going dystopian pretty quickly. Um is the new X leading to a digital enslavement system? Um this new identity verification system for blue checks is very concerning. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh Gosh, I have pages and pages of thoughts that I'm trying to condense down into little bullet points. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But just to give people the gist,
0: we should give the people the gist. Um, So they're suggesting using images of government IDs plus a selfie for biometric data and submitting that to an Israeli company that openly advocates for digital ids and whose engineers are from israel's unit 8200 which we've talked about in the past this is like a preeminent israeli cyber warfare intelligence unit and um so yeah it's nothing to be just like mm, whatever and, about. and this
2: is
1: and this is for the blue check subscribers who have already paid to get the blue check and given their uh financial digits uh Tying into the system. So that's just one aspect. There are so many things going on. I have been warning about him for years. And and if I'm wrong, I'll freaking own it. But I don't think I'm wrong. So in addition to that, uh, we've got, I mean, do you, I sent you the clip on him, right? In case people haven't already seen this, people need to understand. First off, in 2022... Twitter, I can't even call it X, because that's just, there's a whole thing. I could write up a whole report just on X. Uh, so they did $4.4 in revenue. Now they're expected to do like $3 billion this year. Um, I think they'll end up probably doing more. But to put this in perspective, so WeChat has over um, 1.2 billion monthly active users. And that's kind of his competition as far as him wanting to become like another WeChat, but in addition to that, he wants this to be this one stop shop where it controls half of the world's finances right right so he's he's gonna bring in you know, and this is what's gonna lead us to something I'm going to talk about next, which is their whole ad revenue program um but but this is just a short clip. What's the date on this? I don't remember when this actually came out exactly, but uh, I'm sure within the last few years. So let's just roll this so people can hear with their own ears what Elon had to say about uh, the whole financial aspect of this.
3: Essentially, if if done right, the X would serve people's financial needs to such a degree that over time it would become, I don't know, maybe half of the global financial system Wow! or some big number. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the number is, but pretty big. Um, so it, it would be by far the biggest sort of financial institution, a but a bit, like I said, not, not really in the way that people are used to thinking about uh, banks, mm-hmm. just, um, just the most efficient database for the thing that is money. Um, like I said like least amount of fraud uh everything's real time um and if it involves money in any way it can be dealt with seamlessly on one one location um and then in addition we've got the sort of social media element which source information it's uh, people sharing information of various kinds whether it's text video pictures um voice uh and um and and so uh yeah so both money and and what we call social media are really information exchange um and i think there's potential there to make a product that is really quite compelling like minds all these things simplifies people's lives um is, is more you know cost efficient for the average person mm-hmm. so, you know, you know have a minimum number of fees and whatnot so um so i think this there's, there's just a lot of, a lot of potential to create some like the kind of the ultimate uh, app or system website, whatever essentially.
1: Okay. So that's just from the, you know, half the global financial system. Um, That would be his, his dream there. And so now let's go into the whole, the whole ad program revenue and the block. So in the last week, he came out and said they're going to be removing the block option, which, of course, created this massive uproar. And to the point where (laughs) James Woods was pointing out that this is not good because people get harassed, they get stalked, you know, and um, bad stuff goes on, we should be able to block. And so he says, uh, can you go back to that one, Edge, that you were just on? Okay, so he says, Musk, whom I once championed, is only doing this to protect his advertisers anyway smart man uh users of x are i'm saying james wood is a smart man (laughs) (laughs) users of x are mere pawns to turn this site into an electronic shopping mall the man i thought was a defender of free speech is just another greedy capitalist disappointing but not surprising okay so then he uh basically elon comes back at him and says well then you know delete your account and so he ended up blocking james woods he also ended up blocking cat turd and just this whole uproar started so it's funny because i was already gathering notes and digging into a few things when this whole shit show started and i was observing all of the people that you know are fighting against this enslavement system, but are now making money off of this enslavement system. And I'll tell you how in a minute. uh And then they're arguing with one another over, you know, well, I got this many impressions and I only made $190. Well, I made $16,000 this week. And so everyone's announcing what they're making and how everyone should get into this program and everyone should hold their hands and walk the plank with them in Elon right off the damn plank. And so I just want people to understand that when you you tie your, look, so here's, here's the bottom line. Almost, I'd say 99.9% of every gateway, financial gateway out there where money travels through, we are all using right now. We don't have a choice because all the globalists run them, own them, right? But when you're using that to promote, um, get information out there, to promote your own work, to get important information out there to help others is one thing. But when you're doing it to promote the enemy, that's a whole other ball of wax. So let me just tell you who some of these advertisers are when these ad creators... The other thing is, is it's a big distraction, right? So they start to see, oh, I'm making money here. Well, I know that if I tweet more about the NFL game or this movie that came out or some trans thing or whatever it may be, right, a pride event, that, that ads are going to pop up down in their um, comment threads and they're going to make money off of that. And so they start to tweak how they tweet because they want to make more money and now it's this massive distraction it's like getting sucked into this so disney is one of the biggest advertisers apple amazon warner brothers discovery rupaul's drag race show on paramount's mtv ibm hewitt packard comcast uh NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, NASCAR, PGA Tour, CBS Sports, Turner Sports, ESPN, Fox, Univision, World Economic Forum at Davos, CES, and Pride Week, Wall Street Journal, NBCU, Routers, Axios, Bloomberg, Forbes, USA Today. So whereas twinners will amplify the publishers and then they monetize on that, So, they could tweet like a viral, you know, um, get a video going viral about an award show or football game or something. And then they make money on that. Whereas the TV companies, so think about this TV companies sell Twitter ads as an extension of TV ad buys, which brings new customers to Twitter. So, it's this whole circle of building this enslavement system and i say it's an enslavement system because this is all moving into a digital id and he's building up the financial network to make this happen because he knows how many people he's gotten to trust him
0: yeah you gotta first get people in with a carrot so the getting you know getting monetized on twitter is the carrot and a lot of people are biting um they're they're not using the stick so much yet but when you couple the Twitter CEO's uh, comments about how they're suppressing lawful but awful language. Right. Meaning they're coming straight out and saying that if you say something we don't like and we're woke because we know this CEO is woke. she said many things in the past. We know, She has a history.
1: She's um, WEF for God's sake.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to suppress anything that we don't like and we it's now that we're monetizing you you have a motivation to say the things that we do like or at least you know kind of operate in that gray area where you know that you can still make money but you're 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 censoring yourself okay we don't have to censor you uh as much because you're going to be censoring yourself so you can make money
1: right and she's she was very vocal about pushing the masks and pushing the covid covid jobs And so now they have this uh, button they're developing on the, the whole EU bit that's coming out on the 25th with the censoring and how a person can click on report illegal content in the EU. And so they're doing everything to protect their advertisers while censoring the heck out of everyone else still. And if people think that just... Because they're able to make some money off of pushing, um, you know, Bloomberg's ads for them to put more focus on the mainstream news lies that that that's somehow going to keep you from being censored in the long run. Mm -mm. Also, I think this is just my personal take because some people are getting, I mean, making bank, like some people are get making 7000 and $7, thirteen thousand dollars, and then two weeks later getting another check for five thousand, of course, they have over a million followers um but I think when looking at the numbers of what Twitter did in uh twenty twenty two and they've only seen even though we saw tons of media threaten and warn and say they were gonna all bail, um which was all just theater to get more people into Twitter, believing that Elon was this savior, in my opinion, uh, that only, there was only really a 15% reduction in advertisers and his biggest ones are still there. Disney's still there. Apple's still there. So, and they're coming back. So they, they skipped out for what, a few weeks and then came right back. No, we need you. So I don't think that these payouts are going to continue at this level. I think that certain people with high followings are being um, given a substantial sum to then jump up and down and promote the hell out of this ad program so that more people will get on board, which helps build it, which helps get more people locked in to the financial system. And your biometrics and your digital ID. And so it's building the enslavement system. And I just, I wish people could see that. And did I send you the tweet about the collective consciousness? because yeah, that I had has it to be the one yeah. that takes the cake. Elon tweeted on August 18th X as humanity's collective consciousness. No, hard no. <laughs> right. Our consciousness it, will be the, in data bytes. <laughs>
0: The, the manipulation of mm-hmm. humanity's collective consciousness, yeah. Right. The, yeah, the the engineering of it, yeah. yeah. Um, it's disturbing. Um, what I'm seeing lately come out of, of Twitter slash X um, and the road that it's leading to, people need to kind of be aware of that, right? I get they're enticed with the, the money aspect, but what, what's the real price that you're paying for that? Right, yeah. So, all right, we got one more topic. Is there anything else you wanted to say on that before we go on to the next thing?
1: No, I mean, I could talk for an hour on it and throw out a whole bunch of stats and other points, but I think I think we made our point.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so wanted to get into another topic and it kind of starts with the, the Maui fires, but it's not focused on that. Um, the Maui fires and the electric grid because, you know, this was the preventable atrocities that took place in Maui really should just be a wake-up call to all of us. Um, What happened in Maui could take place really in other parts of the country because a big part of the problem we face nationwide is this prioritization of renewable energy over the safety and resiliency of our current electrical energy infrastructure. I want to read a couple paragraphs from this article here. It says, if Hawaiians electrics if hawaiian electrics lines did ignite the fires it would be an echo it would echo the problems of pg&e the california utility that filed for bankruptcy um in 2019 after getting sued for tens of billions of dollars for damages from fires caused by its equipment the 2018 camp fire killed 84 people and raised the town of paradise What both utilities have in common is that they prioritized growing renewable energy power to meet government mandates over hardening their systems and reducing fire risk. In 2015, Hawaii lawmakers required that 100% of the state's electricity come from renewable sources by 2045. California had some other uh, and some other states followed with similar mandates so what we're seeing here is the trend by states and cities and location geographic locations that are prioritizing renewable energy over the safety and reliability of the current electrical grid and i think that we're going to see similar preventable catastrophes play out as these existing power grid as the existing power grid continues to to erode, really. Because multiple okay. cities in the U.S. and around the world have made the same sort of pledges um, as California and Maui to put all their money into green energy instead of shoring up the existing infrastructure. And so, part of the, Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, so I'm just thinking. I haven't read enough headlines to see, but I would imagine that they're using that as a spin and reversing it and saying this is how bad our electric system is and why we need to switch to renewable energies because this just isn't safe.
0: Right, right, right. Instead of us actually just shoring up the existing grid. Right. Um and part of the problem it well of course it's driven by democrat run states and cities, but another driving force as everybody knows is BlackRock, Vanguard, Buying stakes in utility companies to drive their ESG ag- agendas. And this came out um, amidst the, the chaos of the, the Maui fires. Uh, we know that Vanguard and BlackRock were the, are the top shareholders of Hawaiian Electric. And that's becoming a trend um, for the woke mega, mega money managers. Um, last year, um, state AGs were sounding the alarm about it. Okay, And we didn't listen. Uh, because these big money managers, they wanted them to stay out of investments in utility companies because they foresaw this—that um, right. they that this would bring harm to the public by enforcing these green policies, which is exactly what we saw happen in Maui. And people just really need to understand that it's not a, a Maui problem; it's an everywhere problem um, because many cities are pursuing this. Um, this dangerous, you know, these dangerous policies. And the public just needs to get involved locally at the local level and stop them before we see more catastrophic events. There are actually 14 cities in the U.S. that are aggressively pursuing, uh, uh, you know, green energy agenda, dangerous climate policies in the U.S., Um, Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Seattle, um, Washington, D.C. And these cities are called are part of what's called the C40 Alliance. But there's hundreds more um, that have joined. Over a thousand cities and local governments have joined this sort of C40 pledge. Um, but those, those top cities, the 14 cities that, so that I listed off are really the most the, leading the charge, I guess I would say with the most aggressive approaches. Um, but hundreds of other cities, um, in the U S and yes, Maui, uh, County was part of this pledge of the city's race to zero, the C40 pledge. And I kind of wanted to read some of this pledge because <laughs> it really just comp- proves the conspiracy theorists, Right. Before um, you do,
1: I just I just want to point something out. So, so this is a Bloomberg deal, the C-40. It's yep. something I've been talking about for years and kept my eyes on. And last year, if you remember the um, Supreme Court EPA ruling, where they said that they do not have the right to, I can't remember the exact terminology, but it was like they do not have the right to create shifting to renewables under the Clean Air Act. Uh, They can't just make those decisions. And that was against the EPA. But they said, but Congress has the right. And so, of course, that's what they ended up pushing through with their whole Green New Deal bullshit. But the day after that rule, no, the day of the ruling, C-40 announced how global mayors will tackle the climate crisis at C-40 World Mayors Summit. And this is, and, and yeah, it consists of over 100 mayors of big cities around the world with 14 being in the U.S., and it's always been very alarming to me because it's the one big group that's coming at it on a local level that no one was paying attention to.
0: Yep. Under the radar. This is what they're yeah. doing. in all these major cities. Um, and it's actually having real world, world effects like what we saw in Maui. Maui was signed on to the city's race to zero and we saw what happened. And I fear and my concern is that it's going to happen elsewhere. We're already seeing, you know, uh, we saw what happened in California um, with fires, the devastation, saw it in Maui. We've seen it in uh, other places, um, but I feel like particularly with the electric grid, Uh, we're going to see other catastrophes unless we get a hold of this and start taking action on the local level but i want you to see this pledge here um they all of course recognize there's a global climate emergency
1: (laughs) shocker i'll tell you what the emergency is bricks
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) 80 percent of the oil (laughs)
0: yeah there there are some emergencies but it's not the climate um totalitarianism is the emergency um okay so under inclusive society one of the pledges is to take action to develop 15 or 30 minute neighborhoods so yeah you know those 15 minute cities we've been warning about that's a thing that's a real thing that these guys are pledging to uh under healthy streets they're pledging to implement pilot measures that restrict internal combustion engines and what they're saying there is a pledge to ban cars and all vehicles like unless mm-hmm. they're electric vehicles um under energy systems um they're pledging 100% renewable electricity 2030 and what that means is they're putting all of their money into this bullshit green renewable energy and they're not putting money into shoring up the current electrical grid which is going to spell out more catastrophes in the future if we don't get a hold of this um also under the food systems you're gonna love Mm -hmm. this Uh, Shifting food consumptions in their cities to entirely plant-based foods by 2030. And then, of course, a pledge on fossil fuels to completely um, take out all of their city's money out of fossil fuels. Uh, There's a lot more to this pledge, but it's very aggressive. And you need to be aware if your city is involved in this um, and what it could mean for you because it's – spelling out danger for the existing power grids and for our freedoms um with their pledges you know make 15 minute cities but it gets worse because
1: well let let me just interject real quick this is another thing i've been saying for years if you are in a city okay this doesn't have to be major cities if you have a minimum of a hundred thousand people in your city or town they are already in the works I can assure you, because I have done random searches across this country. You just need to keyword search it. Uh, Sustainable development, master plan, smart, you know, smart city uh, development, zoning. uh, It's all there. You'll see it. These consulting agencies have been coming in under the radar and converting over all the um, zoning plans in cities all across this country. So it's already in the works.
0: Yeah, this has been going on for years. I mean, this is put out, this was really kind of started in 2019. It's been going on for years, and we're starting to now see the effects of it, right? <laughs> um, so, their aggressive approach at the C40 cities is by 2030 to eliminate the consumption of meat and dairy completely in their cities
1: <laughs> to zero kilograms. Insane. Of insane. Meat. It's so zero funny. Kilo- you see- you sent me that link within an hour of uh, John emailing me the same link. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, Ed Dirty has it covered. So I guess we're going to talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> yep.
0: They also plan to reduce the number of clothing articles that people can buy per year to no more than three articles of clothing per year.
1: Yeah, that's hysterical.
0: Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean I know we're going to we're in for major major hyperinflation serious stuff. I mean we are. It's 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 all common. Um but these these are not, you know, they're little control mechanisms and what we can and can't do and it's uh yeah.
0: They're committed to eliminating private vehicles altogether in their <laughs> yeah, city is zero. Zero, ve- zero private vehicles by 2030. And so not
1: only do any vehicles driving around have to be electric, but none of them are allowed to be owned privately
0: exactly Is that what they're saying? yeah, zero private vehicles by twenty thirty that's their ambitious target in Goodness. these c forty cities, as well as uh restricting flights to only one short flight <laughs> per three years per person
1: i'm sorry this is just comical people need to laugh at this shit and not allow this to go forward and not put it in their imaginations or visualize it as though any of this is going to happen it's complete ludicrous tyranny not going to happen we're not going to allow this to happen
0: right and first start first by getting this information out because people think oh that's just a conspiracy theory no these are their words (laughs) Mm -hmm. right it's insanity yeah this is why we keep saying how important it is for people to get aware of what's happening in their local areas and right. get involved locally because they have a greater chance of making a difference on the local level. And I don't want to see any more preventable catastrophes like Maui. We've got to get more eyes on this, more people involved in city politics and say, what is my city doing? Are they part of this crap? Because if they're putting all of their money into renewables, they're not shoring up the electric grid. Is there going to be another catastrophe? There could be. Um, And, you know, especially also if they're planning on, you know, using their city, their 15 minute city to impose tyranny on the people, like restricting what food you can eat and your vehicle ownership insane
1: yeah and i'm probably going to go against the general consensus here of everyone else but i don't know why but i just don't feel like uh the the tragic awful um fires in maui were about building up a smart city I, i feel like there's some ulterior motive something else going on there
0: we'll see as it plays out and i think there might be several agendas happening simultaneously
1: and have you you seen i I mean i keep looking but have you seen any and i know they're all going through massive devastation over there um so probably the last thing they want to do is is you know get on social media and share that with the world especially with the uh tight-lipped you know media control and everything going on but have you seen any like parents come out and talk about this or the the level of um, act- any actual numbers on missing children? Cause they just, you know, they're keeping this so tight. It's quite hundreds,
0: crazy. L- hundreds. I've heard 500 up to a thousand,
1: but. Right. But have you this seen is any all... local like right, exactly. parents? Come no. Out?
0: No, I haven't seen anybody post on social media and maybe others have, if you have. I mean, I've seen a couple of people it. on the yeah.
1: ground there that have been taking video and showing the devastation and trying to talk about what's going on. And I've seen the lines on where they have to wait in line all freaking day in the hopes to get a gas can full of uh, gas. Uh, but I haven't seen um, any parents come out or, you know, right? it's just, it's just awful.
0: It's horrific. And the people have every right to be enraged with their government right now over the handling of this. I mean, at every level, it was appeared to be completely malevolent, you know, blocking off the exit routes. Yeah. Um, I I read an article um, yesterday. Uh, about how the exit routes to to escape the fire were blockaded and the only people to have survived were the ones who disobeyed the government who didn't listen to the government's authority imagine that the government is not our friends guys we Uh gotta start taking care of ourselves
1: because the government's just theater they're not the ones running the show
0: no they're not uh speaking about show Um, Let's close this out with a brief statement on BRICS. So this week we we got new developments uh, in the BRICS alliance, um, really shifting the balance of power away from the U.S., it seems, um, and the petrodollar with several countries joining BRICS. I know um, Saudi Arabia Arabia being one of them. So we've got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, UAE, and Iran – um are being accepted into brics and this does seem very big um because especially with saudi arabia being um you know an opec leader right um it it definitely has an impact on the petrodollar very troubling so we're going to be watching how this power shift plays out and probably have more to say about it in the near future and other podcasts.
1: Yep, definitely. And just one final note, because I just have to say, after what is it like six years or eight years of being dormant, the, the Clinton um, Global Initiative is back at it. And they have a big conference with all kinds of uh, Hollywood actors and um globalists you know your typical figures showing up there but my favorite is there are several sponsors but they're also sponsored by pfizer
0: yeah So yeah i found that interesting too um because you know we know that the clinton goblin initiative and the clinton foundation are giant money laundering schemes only when used when the clintons are in power uh, because it's a, you know again a giant pay for play just like Biden. So um, and then Hillary coming out recently with with Trump's I- indictments, um, makes me wonder mm-hmm. what they're up to. Um, if they're she's going they're to raisin, try they're to they're
1: raising buy- money for something mm-hmm. that's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, And she's she's definitely not taking a step out of the limelight. She's she's back in the limelight again. So. Um, definitely going to have to keep our eyes out for that evil witch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that about wraps it up for today. Anything else you want to say?
1: I don't think so. I think we hit on everything.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Diggit. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on Bitshoot, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeart Radio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher tune in no longer on youtube so be sure to subscribe to our other platforms and we'll see you back next time right here on diggit